1: Chicago, welcome into the Chicago Sports Podcast presented by. Oh, it's good to hear that back. Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO Sports. You can find one of Goose Island's Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. What's up, everyone? Happy Thursday. I'm Kevin Kada, head of content at CHGO. Who the hell's next to you? Luke Stuckmeyer. Filling in for Casey Standhardt, although not really filling in because I mean, he his, is a his show. whatever his show. Yeah. I
0: don't know. Right. Welcome back. Everybody thanks. wants to be Casey. No, at no some I point. mean
2: thanks for coming back. It's not like you've you know just ditched us for the last. All right, now months. do I do the viral video thing or no? No, you give us all your stucky takes. Oh yeah, that's what people are here for.
3: Mark Carmen's in the building. Mark, that's what I'm here for. I'm a, all the stucky takes. Good to see you, Luke. I do have an open beer here.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the real reason I'm here is a. So Carm can spill a beverage on me like he did Adam Hogue yesterday. Or am I here to make sure that Carm doesn't go potty during the show? Because that's well, every Bears show I've seen the last I'll, two weeks. I'll be he gets honest, up, the, potty uh, break, halfway
2: through. The seating makes it a little tough for him to get up and go. Go Right in front,
1: perhaps. The battle of the bladders here with uh, the three old men of <laughs> four <laughs> old men. Kevin, did you know, sports. This is, did this you know that oldest, Stuckmeyer is the show
2: ever? Uh,
1: i say that again, Lawrence.
2: So this is the oldest, whitest show we've ever done. Yeah.
3: It's, it's not we, great, honestly. I don't yeah. think the kids
2: are going to love Including this
0: Including the producer.
3: Yes, yeah. very much so. I'm, yeah, I'm no, we are, old. There's definitely too many men and definitely too many people over the age of uh, half a century on this show. But, well, hey, that's the way ho- it is. We got hoodies
0: on.
1: We, I think we're cool. I feel, I feel, pretty I feel a like merch. a spring chicken right here. You, you right are. You really <laughs> I <mean, a> <laughs> are. Chicken. You
2: just ran a marathon.
1: Thanks well, for yeah. joining us today, everyone out there in the Chicago Sports Podcast land. Hit that like button. We're going to have a good time today. we got a lot of stuff ahead a little bit of housekeeping. <clears throat> we've got our final Bears tailgate of the season coming up a week from today, November 9th, ahead of the... I don't even know what we're calling it yet. The Panthers-Bears bowl, bowl. Duty Bowl. Duty <laughs> Bowl. Tank Bowl. And then uh, we've got a Bulls takeover Friday, November 17th. That's a in-season tournament game. It's our first takeover game. Uh, go to all CHO to find out more details. But basically... Uh, eighty-five bucks will get you a ticket, a pre-game party, good vibes, vibes, good time. Can't guarantee a Bulls victory, but if we could, we would. We're guaranteeing
3: it. The Bulls are so good. Don't worry about last. They're playing the
1: Orlando Magic, who seem to be a team that actually has a few things together, unlike our our beloved bullies. Like the Bulls draft
0: picks. I mean, the last couple years. (laughs) I should point out that Jailbreak says I'm a nice guy. Thank you, Jailbreak.
3: Jim the Cook, I should point it. out that I didn't drink the whole beer, just half of it, and uh, yeah, I'm pacing myself. You've
1: got the three one two. I've got the full pocket pills, and Luke has the, the old, leftover water, old of some water. Yeah, yeah. Did you just order water, or was there I, something else? No, I had a tea in it earlier. Now I'm having a little water. I Is mean, it, can't you just get
2: a like a It's like a reusable? A little weird. Vessel? Listen, vessel. I think that's weird. The it was here. Starbucks. I
0: had it. I I went to the jug. I filled it up with water. Tough time s- for you guys to be close quarters. By the way, I just went and had an onion bagel.
1: I oh, will nice. say, if you leave that here, uh, thanks for. Car bringing may up. not have to go to the bathroom. I could do that. That could, able, yeah. That yeah, could be a portable urinal.
3: I mean, the prostate's a real thing here, guys. So it's, just gonna, <laughs> it's, just, it's just gonna. I mean, let's call it what it is. Get your uh, get your annual uh, physical. I there, you know. Never mind. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I I always look forward to it. It's a great moment. And- it's always a good, yeah, always, yeah, always
1: right. good to see medical help. Hey, this week's taking care of business award powered by ComEd goes to, I'm going to do a little bit of suspense here. There haven't been Chicago teams that have won a lot of games lately. We weren't going to give it to Zach Levine for scoring 51 points on a loss. Uh, the Blackhawks so- haven't won since last
3: Friday. I propose Brooke Barndheiser from Northwestern, 29 <coughs> points in exhibition game was no, denied.
0: This should be the Cubs' seven-year anniversary of the winning the World Series. Oh, well. Yeah. The anniversary, it's you can't cool. do it.
1: It's only seven it years ago. They took care of business seven they years ago. They did take ago. care of business. But it's usually like this week, so I don't know. Yeah, right. So, so, so exactly I was right. actually going to give it, and I, Carmen, and I came to this consensus. This week's left. taking it, care of business award. Is it me? Award. I hope it's me. Goes to Dane D- Dunning. Oh, wow. And Marcus yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. For Sox. for freeing themselves from the Chicago White Sox, going down to Texas and being part of that turnaround, 100 losses a couple years ago. World Series winner last oh. night, uh so good for them. I can't tell you exactly how they did cuz honestly I don't think I watched a, I maybe watched two and a half innings of that that World Series. Sadly, I just wasn't into it. But good for uh, them. Nate Dave Dunning, I mean, he, he had, I guess he had a okay season, 12 wins. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I, I, <laughs> I uh, He was traded for
3: Lance Lynn. I didn't like the trade when it happened. Didn't work out great for the White Sox for the record. And Dunning, uh, he didn't give up any runs pitching in the World Series. He got in three games. So, he hey, that's an right. th- accomplishment. I mean, he
2: helped when uh, Scherzer went down. Right, didn't he was he was the one to replaced <laughs> yeah.
3: Scherzer in the fourth. I mean, I didn't Game, watch literally. Yeah, I, I, I did you I I did not watch one inning of the World Series, so not
1: not <sighs> well, an I, inning. I
0: watched some of it more yeah. than I probably should have.
1: That's well, good because you're a
0: baseball podcast. Yeah, I mean, Adolis
1: Garcia, there's a guy Game that one the was Cardinals ridiculous. cut.
0: Amen to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Has Cody tweeted Wee- about that? Yeah, a few times.
1: I did see some of it. We were at the Blackhawks takeover at uh, Legends in Mokina last Friday night, and so they it was a, it was actually a really good bar night, a bar sports night, the Blackhawks were on. We had a full house there. Uh, the Bulls were on after that. And then, and the World Series was on, so.
0: Well, it, because you didn't see it, I did feel bad for Alex Thomas, uh, Mount Carmel kid.
2: Oh, uh, right. Alex Thomas, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I say,
0: Alex? You did. Yeah, Alex, that's fine. Either way. Or I
2: just Alex. did the repeat just to like, you know.
0: Uh, now I'll say Mount Carmel's. Uh, there you go. He went to Mount Carmel's <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> He had a ball go through his legs that led to like three runs. That was the it, it didn't end up mattering because they never scored anyway. So it was. Well, like, it
2: was like, well, the pro, I mean, it was Walker it was the and dagger. then hit Walker and then him. Like, <laughs> yeah, it there was, was Dagger. No errors in the whole series until, right? Until Walker well, the, booted the ball. At one
0: point, the, the Rangers were being no hit through like six innings. And then finally, they got a couple yeah. of hits. And yeah, he let one go through his legs. I felt bad for a local guy. But again, they didn't lose the World Series because of no.
2: That. I just I did hate the ninth inning when they just kept showing him
1: on the on the top. Yeah, top. they didn't need to that show him because
0: it had nothing to do with you know, really the game. The game was, was over. Yeah. They, yeah. They so I, I, I will
1: say this: this World Series was a matchup of two 100 lost teams from two mm-hmm. seasons ago. So here in Chicago, <laughs> we said, "Hey, look at this turnaround. Look, you know what what happened? The best scenario for Chicago teams, specifically the Chicago White Sox, but also the Chicago Cubs, happened." because these were two different 100-loss teams two years ago. You know, one was the Texas Rangers, who you know, spent uh, an entire GDP of a, a mid-level country to, to buy their way back into relevance. They won the World Series. Arizona Diamondbacks did something less than that. They are a good organization, but they did not spend as much money. They were the happy-to-be-here-anything-can-happen you know, anything can happen team. They got in a great run. Credit to our people at PHNX, you know, whatever. But I'm glad the <laughs> Rangers won. Yes. Because if you're a Cubs or White Sox fan, that is a lesson to take away from this. Spend money. Spend money. Be aggressive. And you'll get rewarded. The Phillies made it
0: to the, the uh, league championship series two years in a row by spending lots of money. But, yeah, the Rangers spent like $500 million on on uh Seager, and Gray a year ago. And they still stunk. So what did they do this year? They didn't say, oh, well, that didn't work. We spent a lot of money. Oh, poor woe was us, you know, uh, massive debt and all this stuff. Yeah. Instead, they went out and signed Jacob deGrom, who barely played for them, but huge money. Okay. Then they also went and got uh, Nathan Yuvaldi, two for 34. He won five. He was awesome. Tied a postseason record with five postseason wins. Cubs should have signed him instead of Tyone. That's another story. Oof. And, and then they went out and traded for Scherzer. So more money coming in. They spent, spent, spent. So, the, yeah, moral of the story is White Sox, you can dig yourself out of it. Jerry, open up the pocketbook and go spend for guys. Cubs, you can do it. Go yep. spend money and then draft wisely like the Diamondbacks did.
3: I love getting value when you spend, like the Ivaldi, yeah. what you just did. But sometimes, you know, you got to take bigger swings and, and hope for it. But. At bare minimum, like, when I'm just looking at the way teams spend and the way the Cubs didn't spend, like, wouldn't spend $9 million on Kyle Schwarber and then spend $7 million on Jock Peterson. Like, that's just, like, so unbelievably dumb and offensive at the time that it still bothers me to this day. I know that's been talked about a zillion times in your podcast, but it's like, do be a good GM, man. Spend reasonable, expensive dollars when you can. When you can uh, and, you know... And and I think if you do that well, you're going to elevate yourself rapidly.
0: The Rangers did both. That's what I'm saying. Right. They I got they, they spent big on DeGrom, ridiculous money, but then they also spent wisely on kind of a flyer on Uvalde, who at the time the athletic is calling a depth piece, even though, you know, he was pretty good for the Red Sox, but injuries were a deal. So they got him for two for 34. Okay. I hope for the Cubs sake, Tyone turns into that guy, one of the next couple of years, but we, uh, we yeah, don't know. I wouldn't hold your breath. Nah, so. probably but, not.
3: But that, that, even that signing though, even though it didn't look great in the first half of the year, and then for a minute there it did, I don't, I don't hate that. No, it, I don't either. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not, that's not going to cripple you. It shouldn't, it shouldn't, like you're the Chicago
1: Cubs. That would, to, yeah, yeah. That would be like the most money that the uh, White Sox ever gave a pitcher though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. would well, be
0: there. Even if it was a one year deal to be their biggest one in history.
1: Yeah. You know? So at least we are into the off season. Things are now getting interesting for the White Sox and Cubs. Make sure you follow CHGO Cubs, CHGO White Sox, because it is going to be a hot, hot stove. I think definitely on the north side and hopefully somewhat on the south side, but we'll see. You never know what can happen.
2: Paul Janish. Uh, Paul Janish. Paul Janish. New farm director for the White Sox. Oh, Do you, do you remember that name, Luke? Can you? No. no. Speak, I thought you were talking about Jarish re- Bakery. I, I started oh. thinking about coffee cakes, now but Janish, I
0: don't know. Jarish, I know. Jan,
2: Jan, he was a middle infielder for the Reds.
0: Oh, yes. I like, do know the name. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So now
1: he's so the So and Janish, right. that's the... Yes. Hey, why not? What a double play combo for the White Right? Lions. What a combo. All right, let's get into our topic. I wanted to talk about Bobby Knight today. Bobby Knight passes away on Wednesday at the age of 83. I mean, that is a, as big as a sports death as really you can get because he loomed so large over American sports for the last half century or so. Um, so a lot of people are talking about that, but this is the Chicago Sports Podcast. Uh, he has some ties, or as most of our chat thinks, the, the Bears Chicago show. Bears. Yeah, Bears I'm show. Yeah. Sorry,
0: you know another Bears show.
1: Sorry, the
2: graphics are all different, and everything says it's different, but whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Brick by brick,
0: you meatballs.
1: Um, Bears, <laughs> but I, I thought that there was a way into this, right? And I think I think Luke, you and I were talking about it earlier today. Chicago Bears have not had a lot of success over the last 40 years. <laughs> I will say this. If you do look at the lineage of Bears coaches since then, they've all been guys that maybe if you were dating their daughters, you wouldn't necessarily show up to their house and be afraid. Yeah. You could see yourself walking in and, and sharing a, a glass of bourbon with Dave Wanstead. Yeah, great, great guy. Dick Duron might not have a lot of words? Sharing French fries for them. Wine
2: Yeah. Dick might not have a lot of
1: words for you? But you know he's probably going to be a supportive father-in-law. Lovey Smith, great guy. Probably probably slap you on the back on your way out to, to to the arcade. Yep, I think. Yep, might might get in your ass a little bit, but but still overall good guy. Might give you the stare down. Mark Tressman, I don't know. A little weird. Yeah, might not. You know, check if he's registered somewhere. John Fox, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Matt Matt, Matt, Matt Nagan and, and Matt Eberflus. He
0: just looks a little creepy.
1: Yeah, I agree. Matt, Matt Nagy and Matt Abreuflus, yeah, they're in the nice guy category. Got mm-hmm. a lot of nice guys. Nagy was a great guy. Boom, and that's why I—that's I, I, why you wanted him to win. I mean, I think people, even at the end of the Nagy era, era, even though it was, you know, it was clear that it was time for him to go, it was clear it was not working. People still said, well, I could see in ten or fifteen years Nagy coming back and being like the next Dave Wanstead at like in a media role. No way, but okay. Dave's just, Dave's so good at media. Nagy can never be that entertaining. But keep going. Sure. So anyway, obviously, go back to Mike Ditka, who was not a nice guy. Who was more Bobby Knight than yeah? Well, you got the picture of him flipping the bird at Soldier Field right. fans, right? And I, you know, I, I think that all those those coaches that I named off, you know, I, you know, I think. I've talked about this on the shows before, the easiest betting money I ever made was looking at the, the list of Bears coaching candidates on on the DraftKings app and saying, which one of these guys do I think can go in and just wow George McCaskey and Virginia McCaskey and and do the, oh, I'm a defensive guy and I'm a nice guy, I'm a man of upstanding character. And I looked at it, I said, this is Matt Aberflus and he's paying off at, you know, plus 480, let's go. Great job! Yeah, nice. nice work. Fifty bucks on that it paid yeah. off well. Um, wow! Okay.
0: Who's the nicest guy out there? That's the, that's who they're gonna hire.
1: So you know we're di- we're in a different we're in a different mode of sports. we di- the athletes have a different standing now in the year 2023 than they did in 1985 or in 1976 when Bobby Knight went undefeated with the Indiana Hoosiers, the last undefeated team in college basketball. But there's still jerks out there. There's still guys who. <clears throat> Are you know are the guys in the building? I you know are Belichick, Belichick, mm-hmm. right? Tomlin, Popovich, Tomlin, Tomlin, sure. Well, Michael Tomlin. H throwing Harbaugh in
3: there. Harbaugh, Harbaugh is, say, I was
1: say but Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh is definitely one of those.
3: Yeah, right. It's an interesting name. I'd love to. Not going to yeah. put
1: up
0: with your crap.
3: Get into that in a second, but keep going, Kev.
1: You know, so I, to me is like, do do Bears need to change? the archetype of the coach that they've been hiring over and over again for the last four decades.
0: Yes, but (laughs) it doesn't have to be the way that we're talking. In my opinion, you don't have to be a jerk to be a winning coach. You need to be smart, and you have to have good players. That combo hasn't happened for Chicago Bears football in a long time. They haven't either had the good... Like I think Lovey was really smart defensively as a coach, but he didn't have the offense or the quarterback to match with it. It's, it's a marriage of the two things. Now, college sports are totally different, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're recruiting guys themselves. Yeah. So you got to have a little, I think those coaches have to have a little something to draw the high school kid in a little bit. I think it's harder to be... And the kid's parents. And the, pa- and the yeah. kid's parents. Sometimes it's cash under the table. That's another story.
1: Well, you're yeah, not under the table anymore. Yeah, not on the table anymore.
0: You're asking, do the Bears need to hire uh, what, remember when Lou Piniella was hired? And he was, somebody asked him, do you need more, you need more fire, Lou? Would you need more fire out of you? Mm-hmm. What am I, a dragon? You know, and he, <laughs> I don't need to be a dragon. And then he went through a base the next game. I don't think you have to have that. I really do think you can be a nice guy. That said, it does seem like the cranky Doesn't it seem like the cranky SOBs win more?
1: Am I wrong? Well, I think you could be a nice guy, but I think you also have to be a boss, right? There needs to be no question about who's in charge.
3: So so I think it's an interesting flag that that the Bears or any organization could plant. When I am looking for a head coaching candidate, whenever we have that opening, I am planting my flag out out there. I'm looking for somebody who's respected much more so than they're liked. Mm-hmm. Like, I think with Bobby Knight, like we're jumping off in this conversation. I, a lot of people didn't like Bobby Knight. I didn't like Bobby Knight. Hated I wouldn't him. want to play for Bobby. Knight. I hated him. Right. There's a lot. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people hated him, but but he was respected because knew the game, his teams won. I just think you, he, he had, he had a standard of play that mm-hmm. I think. I'm not saying everyone respected him, but he was way more respected than he was
0: liked. Because he won. Right. He wasn't respected because he was yelling at people or choking a player or throwing a chair. He was respected because he won. Whether that was motivation by fear with the players or if it was that he was a good recruiter and a really good coach outside of the angry attitude, that's probably more like it. Right, like Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr still wins championships. He, yeah, Steve Kerr's like one of the five people in sports I'd invite into my house and say, "Here's my mom." Well,
3: <laughs> that's a unicorn, though. He's liked and respected. He right, yeah. But he's mm-hmm. a nice guy. There's no sure, but he's all. And Kerr does have that a red
0: ass side to him still too. Still hold you accountable. Yeah, that's different. Yeah,
1: but I mean, the, the, one thing they said about Knight though was like he didn't mind having his players hate him because it knew it would unite them. And get them to work together. Him against and, us. And I think, I don't know if you guys have that. Like, I, I had a a teacher in in high school who was a complete red ass and total jerk to me. I, it, like, it was a, a science teacher. I was terrible at science. And I wanted to work better at, to prove that I could get an A just to prove this guy wrong. And I did. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been in that same, no, that same situation. I mean,
3: for me, what the biggest recollection of that was when substitute teachers came in <laughs> i tended to enjoy myself yeah but, me too there we go but when yeah. mrs frank r.i.p came in there uh i mean sitting up straight as an arrow Need like i, I I'm, I'm not you you got me instantly i'm paying attention i am not gonna there will be no jokes and i and i and i'm gonna just do everything i can to answer correctly when you call on me so like so you, she, did she you said, get
0: better grades did you get better grades for the teacher that yelled at you Actually, I did. Oh, interesting. Uh, actually, so you might have been a Bobby Knight player someday. Minus the bad jump shot. I mean,
1: would have been terrified have of that guy, building. but sure. So Mike Ditka, was he? Fe- I don't think he was necessarily feared and respected. He uh, Different leadership style. It was a more of a tough guy approach. It was a good show for the media. But we also have also heard that after 85... You know, people got tired. Oh, you know, Ditka took so and so sponsorships. Yeah. Ditka is is more, you know, into the restaurant business and and everything else. So,
3: right, I think but young Ditka respected, old Ditka not as much. Not he's as doing much, that, yeah.
0: including today. Right, but and obviously he's ha- acted and worked in New Orleans. Yeah, and yeah. you but you also had Walter Payton on the team at the time, right? So even if Ditka wasn't the guy laying down the law, you had guys in the locker room like Richard Dent, Mike Singletary, yeah, Good,
1: Walter yeah. Payton,
0: that if you weren't gonna listen to Ditka, which obviously would be a mistake, uh, those guys were gonna hold you accountable anyways because that they had great players who were leaders and every everybody respected them. Well that, that
1: that's the thing with these Bears. Ryan Poles came in here, nobody's got rid of, of Khalil Mack, got rid of Robert Quinn. Like, well, who who is the leader right. on that team? You've got Roquan? Yeah. Roquan's gone like
0: nobody to look up to in the locker room and nobody to look up to Claypool. Right. Well, I mean, it's tough and it seems like there's no accountability either. Like like they're they're announcing too many starting receivers because Claypool doesn't want to be called a backup on Mm -hmm. the first home game. Like, come on, don't 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 get on your knees and, and, and beg. One of these players, especially when he's gone through training camp and everybody's telling you, this guy's not doing the work. Everybody you're talking to that's there is like, this guy's not working hard. And then to send that message before the season. So do I think you want to be that that much of a player's coach? I don't think that's being a player's coach. There's a happy medium between the two. Um, Bobby Knight. I don't think the Bobby Knight, Mike Ditka thing works enough for everyday players anymore. I'll be honest with you. I don't think the screaming and yelling necessarily works for 90% of the players. It doesn't mean it won't work for some guys. Some people love that discipline, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people like being told, this is the way it is, and this is the way you're going to do it. Uh, And so Pop is like one of the last, but Pop is also arm around the shoulder, take Tony Parker out for wine, and then just blast him the next day after a game. Now, my Bobby Knight experience is that Bobby Knight was a hero of mine as a kid growing up. I was a huge IU basketball fan because of family that lived in Indiana, including my grandparents. So I thought Bobby Knight couldn't do any wrong. Mm. You know, I thought he was the greatest coach that I ever lived with. I had the VHS tape that said a night of basketball that he talked and showed you how to run plays on a VHS tape and I would watch it over and over and over. Even though Andy I didn't know, striped
1: pajamas. Yeah,
0: I, I didn't mm. I didn't know what he was talking about, but I thought it was great. Bobby Knight was the king. Then he got kicked out of Indiana, and I'm working in San Antonio. And he goes to coach Texas Tech. Okay, and the high school uh, high school in San Antonio calls me up. I was the weekend sports guy, and they're like, "Hey, Luke, guess what? Got a scoop for you. Bobby Knight's going to be here at ten o'clock in the morning today. Can you get over here with a camera crew? He's going to be at our morning practice because the kids don't actually go to gym class." They just have basketball practice twice a day or football practice twice a day in Texas. I'm like, sure, grab a camera, get out there. I'm like, this is going to be my lead story. Bobby Knights recruiting a kid in San Antonio. We show up at practice, Knights up in the bleachers all by himself, sitting at the top of the bleachers. They're folded up except for that tiny two seats up there. He's sitting up there. We shoot it all the way across the basketball court as to not get in his face. You know, we could have gone right up next to him and sat with the camera, like heard him breathing all the way across the gymnasium. Shoot it. Practice is going on. All of a sudden I see Knight get down and he goes through the two doors on the other side of the gym and I'm like, hey, 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 he might be leaving. We can't lose this opportunity because he was gone for like 60 seconds. So we go across the gym, grab my cameraman. Now the channel five, not channel five, NBC shows up with us and we go to the other side and I'm walking through what are showers and locker rooms. I'm like, where the hell did Bobby Knight go? And then I hear the washing of the hands and the flushing of the urinal. I'm like, okay, he went to the bathroom. But all of a sudden, Bobby Knight goes out another side door, and I could tell he's—he knows I'm in there, and he's running from us.
1: Luke is like the Raptors and draft. Oh, yeah, you Park, know, at yeah. this
0: point,
3: you—you you interrupted a night. Shed. I wanted me. I want. I want to <laughs> meet <laughs> oh Bobby gosh. Knight, and
0: I want to get the interview. I got up in the morning. I want the scoop. I want Bobby Knight. So finally, I track him down, and no, he kind of barks at me. And like, no interview. This is like in the in the locker room thing. So I step out onto the floor. Fine, okay, whatever, you know. Step out on the floor of the gymnasium. Bobby Knight opens up that door, and he lays into me and the other reporter, anchor, that was next to me, who really had nothing to do with any of it because he didn't really chase him down, and he starts laying into me. And he starts reaching and yelling at me about, did you get my permission to shoot video of these kids? Did you get permission to shoot my, my likeness up in the stands? Did you get an... And I don't know what clicked in me, but I had a little Bobby Knight fire back at him. And something, I don't know if I was angry because I was up early. I don't know if I was angry because I hadn't had enough sweet tea that day. I laid into him and I just said, coach, this is a public school in San Antonio. We were invited by the principal and the athletic director. We have any right, just like a basketball game here, to shoot anybody in the stands that we want to because you're on public property. You think Bobby Knight like that? No, Bobby Knight didn't like that. So now, he re- now he's really, you know, the, the, the ears are turning bright red and the steam's coming out. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa what whoa, what if I was here? What if I was here illegally recruiting, doing something illegal that was going to hurt the Texas Tech program? Then would you report that I was here illegally? Yes. So the other reporter starts, like, panicking and, like, shaking. And is like, oh, well, of course not. And I'm like, yeah. Coach, if you were here or that'd just make it a bigger story, but that's not what I'm here to do. I grew up an IU basketball fan. I idolized you growing up. If you don't want to do the interview, don't do the interview. It's not going to change our sports cast. We're here to give the school, Texas Tech, and some publicity, and you happen to be in San Antonio. That's cool. If you don't want to talk, you don't want to talk. <laughs> Mar- March is often a thing. We turn around before we can get out of the gym, all of a sudden I get one of these. <laughs> You know the, the big arm around mm. me, the hug, ah, I was just teaching you a lesson. You know about journalism. We got to teach young journalists. And I'm like, you know, I'm like forty something. Mm. I'm, I'm almost forty years old at this point. And I'm like, I was probably thirty five. And I'm like, yeah, but coach, again, if you don't want to do the interview, you don't have to do the interview. But I, I don't, I honestly don't need a lesson in how to do my job. And he's like, I know, I know. I just having having some fun, whatever. Did the interview, when we ran the soundbite on the news, it looked like Bobby Knight was the nicest guy on the planet. And it's funny because there are those two sides. I saw Brad Edwards of Channel 2, whose dad was a Big Ten referee, and he's the guy that's in every Bobby Knight photo for the AP that was in every over-the-shoulder on TV, Bobby Knight screaming at this Big Ten official. Brad points out that when his dad died or was dying of cancer, Bobby Knight sent him a letter. Okay, so... Not everybody's that. I just don't think that works anymore, okay? Long story short, I don't think that guy works because I think uh, everybody in America and around the world were a little too soft but Do you think now. he was
1: testing you, though, and once he saw that you stood up, mm, I, that that changed him? No, nah, I, I think he saw... Or do you think he was just looking for a fight?
0: I, I think he was looking for a fight because he's a bully, and he saw this blonde-haired you know, Ken doll walking in with a camera and he thought I'm going to let this guy have it. And normally I probably would have been like, uh, but you deal with Greg Popovich on a regular basis. It was like, pff, I don't care if Bobby Knight does this in like mm-hmm. what a high school story. We got to go talk to Tim Duncan and David Robinson. It doesn't matter. So right. I don't know if he caught me at the right time, maybe, but I think, I think people, when they get that big in that role, and I think did probably that been that way too, they, 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 they constantly want to be, showing you how powerful they are and how smart they are. Right. Agreed. And I don't think it works with professional athletes anymore. He, he enjoyed his ability
3: to bully. He also enjoyed entertaining at the same time, which is the back end of your story. Like right, he yeah. likes to be an entertainer. Oh, yeah. Tell oh, tell all his jokes. I, I told this on, on CH Joe Bears, it's a com, you know different story completely, but I'm just starting out. So, I'm completely intimidated by this guy, and I'm, and I'm just going to North, Northwestern Indiana in, in the press. And here comes Knight for the postgame presser. And I think earlier that week, he had gone nuts on the media at some practice. And so people were afraid of him. He comes in. I've never seen this in my life, now to this day since. But he comes in, does his opening two minutes on the game, pauses, waiting for a question. No one asks a question, terrified of the guy. Yeah. Does his next two minutes, talks a little bit more, pauses no one asked a question and I'm sitting there looking around at like all the veteran reporters and I was like Is somebody gonna say something or do I need to ask him a question we can't just like let him not but I'm afraid of him too does one more minute after that pause looks back out no one says anything and he leaves that was did not <laughs> the Chicago I mean it wasn't just like the Indiana school newspaper that was there the Chicago media were that afraid of the dude in, in a game that they beat Northwestern by forty. You know that that they did they did not even ask him a question.
0: But do you so do you think the super nice guy? To your works point, I don't I,
3: I don't I don't think the the night level of coach does not work today. But if you look around the NFL, like does Mike, Mike Tomlin works right? Mike but Tom- people
0: are mad at Flus for not being honest and not burying guys in a press conference. Which yeah. Ditka Ditka would have done right. Like I, you know who did that? I, I covered Parcells in Dallas. Par Parcells did that. Mm-hmm. But he also could be very nice, but he was not afraid to lay into player players that weren't playing well or living up but, to their end of the I, bargain. I think,
1: you know, t- in today's players, it's like they want a coach who's going to make them better, yeah. who's going to put them in a position to make more money, possibly, you know, win a ring. And that just hasn't been happening with the Chicago Bears. I'd take Knighty as the Bears head coach if we could
3: rewind back time, make him 40 years old, and he could be in charge of the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator just for the entertainment factor. I like an entertaining coach just for that side. I and mean, we're going to, you know, we... we, that's, we
1: what, that's what uh, Green, Greeny said on ESPN Radio this morning. I'm in the interesting business, and there were few people more interesting than Bobby Knight, which I agree with. I heard
0: yeah. somebody say this week, they, I think it was... Um, uh, what's his name? Football writer with sports illustrated forever. Um Paul Zimmerman? No, no, no. Break the Ford. No, the big big name. Big name. <laughs> Peter King? Peter King. There Peter King go. was talking about the possibility of Belichick not being back and Kraft finally getting mad with the losing and saying, You're gone. Uh, do you think if Belichick went somewhere else, it would work? For instance, if he were available to the Bears, if Belichick were available to the Bears, would McCaskey I think you'd have to take a shot. I think, well, because you're the Bears, you'd have to roll the uh, dice. Now, if you're another franchise, do you roll the dice on that? Give them all no. the control and late look, look,
1: Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, won a title. Bill Belichick hasn't done a, a, a damn thing. Josh McDaniels just got ousted from his second straight uh, you know, NFL uh, team. On, we'll never not, get hired let's again. Let's
2: not put McDaniels in the same sentence as Bill Belichick.
1: Well, they coached together. Charlie Weiss. Yeah. Uh, Matt Patricia, uh, who else? I mean, yeah, his you, right. His tree may suck, but yeah, that he, doesn't affect. He's man. not the
0: Popovich tree of success. No. I don't know. I if you were the Bears, I think you'd have to try it. Just to, and that's even having me just said
1: partially because the Bears do someone who who's going to come into Hallis Hall and is is not bowing down to the the McCaskies and and literally say, I don't care who you people are, you none of you have done anything. For 38 or 39 years, and I realize that the McCaskies are not going to hire that yeah, person. That's, they that's have the the yes most, to hire yes. that, that, that person, Correct. but that is what they need. They need someone to come in there and say, I don't care about 1920. I don't care about George Hallis. No. I don't care about anything other than the fact that you guys have not won a damn thing since 1985. Who is that guy? Uh, great question.
0: It probably is. Today, if you had to ask, it's probably Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Cheating or not. The cheating, we, we could. I'd put up we, with the cheater. I don't care. Really? You're not cheating. You're not trying. Are you serious? Like the the the. You intu- wouldn't hire Jim Harbaugh because he cheated in college? Uh,
3: if I'm if I'm, I'm living up to my morals, no, I wouldn't. And I, f- I
0: I haven't followed
1: that whole story at all.
3: They they had a meeting with all the Big Ten coaches that ESPN wrote up yesterday. They 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 are begging the conference to do significant damage to them. They haven't why done. Why is it?
1: Why is it? It's, I think it's stupid. Why anyways? is it illegal that you can't? Because, signs?
3: because it is because you can't you can't okay. it just that's the that's what the rules are and and the coaches are like this is in in the the level of edge that michigan has had and if you look at their record before they were doing this to what they're doing now is enormous and listen so they they knew if it was a runner if it was a pass like yeah. think about how much advantage you have in calling your defense so I had your
1: signs better um, hey yep chco supported by goose island beer company Chicago's beer since 1988. We all know, we all love their products. I'm drinking a Pocket Pills, you're drinking a 312. There's also Oktoberfest, I still have a few of those of, uh, in my fridge at home. Drank a few around the fire on Halloween night. There's all the Beer Hug family. And coming up later this month, Bourbon County, Brandstout, all their different uh, varietals there. I'm looking forward to the hookup that we hit, get here at CHGO. Won't have to wait in line or go beer hunting at all whatsoever, so make sure you check that out. You can also grab Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town, which is right near our studios here in the West Loop. Goose Island, Company, Beer, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Who are the pretenders?
3: Who are the contenders? We're more than halfway through the NFL season, but DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out the unbeatable offers every single game. New customers, you got five bucks on anything. You get 200 bucks instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings not stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener. That's every game during the month of November. Get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now. Use the code CHGO. New customers, $5 on anything, $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling, co- gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www1800 gamblernet in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. 888 888- Seven eight nine seven 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 seven, 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. Licensing partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 or over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's go. Oh, pretty nice.
0: By the way, I should say, I run a little loose with the morals, probably, when it comes to football. <laughs> That's what they all say I, about I, Luke Stuckbiner. Yeah, runs I, loose I, with the morals. It's not that I don't care that he cheated. I just don't, if I'm an NFL team, I don't care that he cheated in college. Look at uh, Pete Carroll. He cheated in college. He's doing just fine in the NFL. Okay, so I I don't care if they cheated at the other level when they come come to the other job. I honestly I I don't, but I don't need them to be cheating with the Bears and then the Bears get penalized. That's that's another story.
3: Cheating in college, like the way Harbaugh's cheating, stealing signs, or cheating by paying players, Does, are they what's equal the, to you? At the well, one was just as illegal before. So what's the difference? The difference is that you're just paying dudes that I, I, should be the paid. Stealing versus... signs
0: thing, I don't even understand. Like, right. come up with better signs. Yeah, I don't I don't even understand the rule that he was cheating so like but how can I be that angry that, about but, it? But, but I don't that, even disagree with what he's doing. But hold on, there there
3: is a there is a Rules that have been sent out: you cannot send people with cameras to right. other stadiums to video the sidelines yeah. and steal mm-hmm. the signs. That that is a that is a known. Yeah, there were rules that you couldn't pay
0: players. The other guy was paying players,
3: right? But the, Reggie Bush the, was getting new cars. This this though is directly impacting the game and giving yourself an edge on the field as far as strategy in the moment. I mean, this is so is having Reggie
1: Bush on your team. I mean, I, college you, football is the most lopsided sport there is. Like, there's. I there's Four or five teams that have a chance every, uh, s- uh, any Mike single year. Flo- Mike
0: Florio said he'd be surprised if an NFL team touched him because there's the rumor that NFL teams are going to, if there's a suspension the NFL, that they well, yeah. they can't, first of all, they can't do it. It's illegal. But like,
1: I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be afraid. If I were the
0: Bears, I would not be afraid to hire Jim Marble.
1: So one of the interesting things in uh, Dan Wetzel's great uh, obituary of Bobby Knight was he said, I'd. The fun thing isn't winning with cheating players. The fun part is beating the teams that are using you know players to cheat, which I thought was you know there you go. That's like the other side of the Bobby Knight thing, right? I'm not
3: a Belichick guy either, and I'm enjoying the fact Brady or Belichick. It's the quarterback, you idiots.
1: The, The guy's the king of the world. Come on. Well, I think with Brady, it was it was the quarterback, and then it was also supreme cap management. Uh, so oh, sure keep that thing going for 20 sure sure he needs 20 to play. years and, and, and not falling footballs. in love and right the deflated footballs and the, the camera and the practice yeah. spy gate also
0: cheating shit. yeah right and i hate that shit i just like well, no i'd rather be that than winless for 40 years
1: who's your college <sighs> basketball
0: mount rushmore Ooh. College must homer be. drew at valpo <laughs> Bryce drew at Valpo. There you go. All the Scott drills. drew at Valpo, and probably Bobby. You ran Malco. out of drills. Oh, sorry. And John Wooden. Uh, re- realistically, what? Are you, how about for you, Carm? Before, the four best coaches of all time, or the, the Dean, Mount Rushmore.
3: Dean Smith. Dean Smith's number one for sure for me. Number
0: one uh, over not John, John Wooden. Wooden. Come
3: on. I like I. Well, yeah. No, sure. Wooden, sure. Why not? <clears throat> yeah. John Wooden. I I just like I the the stories that I've been hearing about Dean lately is the he went to uh Africa to learn Mehmet O'Cor's family because the guy was like wouldn't look, I think that's the I, I think I have the right player because the player wouldn't look him in the eye and so he sent one of his assistants to, to like learn his family and his customs to come back like that's just it's dedication that's that's some what big that time is, stuff a heck of a but okay uh with in, in no order let's do it right. that way Dean Smith Smith Wooden Knight John and, Thompson
2: give me John Thompson sure yeah, I coach will K. I will give you Over John Over
3: Coach K Okay, that's no, a tough. It's a yeah. tough one. I, I hate Coach K too. I, I yeah, respect, but yeah, can't stand him. What John Thompson did, as far as in at that time period with Georgetown and leaning into being that progressive, I just have enormous respect for the guy. Um, I mean, Coach K's got an incredible cheat factory going on there at Duke, like no other. So
0: congratulations to I
2: agree,
0: him. Yeah. Um, Snivelly rat. You, you've got to give him credit this he's basically at Northwestern out east and he's like one of the greatest yeah, coaches of all time dominant 100%. education level of Northwestern small school small gymnasium and oh, one of the so winning annoying. you know like uh, so annoying
2: uh, I can't stand coach K I mean
0: you just can't use the Northwestern argument over yeah. and over because you can look at guys like coach K and say no they can't mm. they can do it uh, Gary Ross in the live chat says wooden Smith Knight and then Roy Williams, Roy, Roy boy. I told Kevin I I interviewed him once and I was stunned at how nice he was after a disappointing loss. Super nice guy. To me,
1: I I think it's a fairly solid four: Wooden, Dean, Coach K, and Bobby Knight. And I I think if you were to bump anyone <laughs> off, it might be Bobby Knight because the second half of his career, once you got past, I mean, he had a great first half. That second right. half was not great. You're right. Plus uh, just
0: the All the the baggage That he brought with You want my You want my How about my personal Mount Rushmore Of college basketball coaches Let's hear him Because that would have Homer Drew of Valpo My school The shot Sweet 16 All of that And and honestly The single nicest person Probably on the planet Like So nice that you can't believe it Homer Drew Um, Bobby Knight <clears throat> Despite the interaction with him, still growing up, wow, what a guy! What a college basketball coach. Um, don't love the way he did it, but let's see. <clears throat> oh, I'll tell you. What.
3: Hmm. I can't wait to give you my. Oh,
0: okay, I'm gonna put him. On, I'm gonna put him on there. Ray Meyer, the Ray Meyer, like DePaul. Ray Meyer, yeah. Ray Meyer. If you're talking college basketball and you live in the Chicago area, Ray Meyer better be on your list. He put DePaul on the map mm-hmm. when they were bigger than the Bulls. Before MJ got here, DePaul basketball was bigger to me than anything else, any Bulls game that could possibly be going on until MJ got here. So Homer Drew, Bobby Knight, Ray Meyer, and then John Wooden because he's the greatest coach in basketball history, maybe in coaching history.
3: I mean, if you're going personal favorite college basketball coaches, this is going to be. It's going to be a bunch Collins. of Northwestern guys. Yes, well, <clears throat> well, Ricky Birdsong is definitely on the list. I, I Bill love, Carmody, I, and I, Bill Carmody, be my, on my list yeah. too. I love both those cat coaches, uh, and then, you know, I, I Ray of course put him on the map. Wait, but just, wait a minute,
1: yes, you're going to go Northwestern coaches, and you're not going to have Kevin O'Neill on there. It's a good one oh. too. I hate oh, it. Oh, what I, about? I hated um, Kevin. I hate Kevin. On I, hate him. On. Well, I can't think of him now. It was entertaining Loyola. though? He was
3: extremely just entertaining. Go
0: to Oklahoma. I, uh, yeah. My well, oh my goodness. Well, this is embarrassing.
3: Bill Self? No, uh, the Loyola coach that went to Oklahoma. Oh, Jim Whitesell.
0: No, no not Jim Whitesell. Jim Whitesell. How did I just, just have one? Uh, home. No, no, no. Uh, d- 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 wow. D- 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 this is this is four old white guys right here, and when oh. I say old, I mean like what. I'm completely Porter Moser. Porter
1: Moser. Yeah. Oh, that, that's not oh. an easy name to.
0: Oh, use. yeah, but that's embarrassing. That's like Jim Weitzel, uh, Jim Weitzel
3: throwing at us. So uh, Ryan Marks is definitely on this list. Now, do you know who Ryan Marks I don't even know who Ryan Marks is. Ryan Marks. How did we get here, by the way? I don't know. Luke did show? this. Ryan Marks. Ryan Marks is the Those old.
1: Chicago Bears fans are really angry right now. Ryan
3: Marks was was an assistant coach at Northern Illinois the last time the Huskies went to the tournament. Okay. Ryan Marks led Divi- <clears> with Division Three Southern Vermont College to their first ever yeah. uh, D3 NCAA nope, Digger tournament. Digger
0: Phelps with the markers. Digger the,
3: was great. Highlighters.
0: Digger. Digger I got to work with Digger. Well, he was awesome. What about, uh, what's his name at Marquette? Ray Meyer and uh, Al McGuire. Is great? And Al McGuire, yeah. Al McGuire, yeah. See, boy, my mind is mush today. Mine would it's be uh,
1: as a Wisconsin grad, Bo Ryan. Ugh. Okay. How do you not like Bo Ryan? He actually looked like Bucky Badger. I know, and he was just annoying and mean. <clears throat> and yeah. about, uh, I would say Ray Meyer just for the Chicago historical impact. No Lou Henson? No, not a, not a Lou Henson. Love guy. the Lou do.
0: What, what about just the, the Mount Rushmore of like I, the
1: Chicagoland area? I got a phone call basketball. from John Wooden once. That was really cool. I was really? writing a story about this oldest dirt high school basketball coach in KU, and he he claimed to be friends with John Wooden, gave me his phone number, and I called up John Wooden, left a message on his answering machine, like two hours later, picked it up, and John Wooden was on. That was cool. I mean, that was, you know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then – you know, I don't like Bobby Knight, but I think I, what he kind of represents, you know, as a winner, represents in my childhood. I mean, turn, turning on CBS in, on Saturday afternoons on a cold January, you know, February. The red sweater. Red sweater. I mean, you couldn't take your eyes off that. Yeah. Guy.
0: Before Tiger was wearing the red shirt, Bobby Knight yeah. was wearing the, the ill fitting red sweater. Rest in peace.
1: All right. Uh, it was interesting. There's a lot of good writing on Bobby Knight out there right now. Uh, I mentioned Dan Wetzel's piece. Uh, my uh, old Yahoo colleague, Pat Fordy had a good one. Greg Doyle from the Indianapolis Star. Um, and of course, you know, I, I kind of want to go back and read John Feinstein's season on the brink and Deford's Ford's Rabbit hunter uh, profile on him. So it's gonna be a busy weekend. Hey, by the way, uh, you want to make sure you check out Game Time uh, for any events that you're coming up to, whether it be a Bulls-Blackhawks game or uh, My Morning Jackets in town next next weekend at Chicago Theater. I'll be out there. Are, are you taking me again? You want to go? i got an extra ticket. No,
2: maybe. I don't know.
1: Anyway, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event if uh, Kevin tells you he won't give you a concert ticket. Because <laughs> Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They offer killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. It takes all of the guesswork out of buying tickets, and uh, it's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Uh, the thing I find the best about it is you can go on there and actually see uh, the view of the seat um, that you're buying so you know exactly what you're what you're buying. And, um, yeah, I think... You've got the in-season tourney, Nets at Bulls. I don't know if that's going to be a higher price because it's in-season. I probably would guess not. No, it's
2: probably the same. No. I don't think anyone understands the difference. Anyways,
1: I don't. They're going to have a, they're, they're going to have that all red court. Have you seen that? It looks what? crazy. Yeah, it looks, looks yeah. It's an all red court. The Bulls. Yeah, for the for in-season the, tournament yeah. games. What's Wait, no, what's the what's the get-in price on, for the, the in-season tourney? Uh,
2: it's thirty-two bucks. There you go. Up in
1: the three thirteen. It's a nice Friday night for you tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Um, those games are also count for the regular season, right? They do. Yeah. So like, it's not that big. Yeah, it's whatever. It is what it is.
1: Anyway, download the GameTime app, create an account and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. All right. Last week was the 18th anniversary of the 2005 White Sox World Series. We wow. talked a little bit about Flares. that. Did I don't know. We, it, we didn't go that in depth because uh, one, it was 18 years ago. We can't remember that far back. Um, and then also, uh, Casey and and uh, Carm are not White Sox fans, so they weren't in on it. But today we have two guys who were actually in Cleveland for the 2016 Game Seven. Cubs finally break their World Series drought, and uh, today's the seventh anniversary, so let's talk a little bit about that. Luke, what do you remember?
0: Well, you just can't, you'll never recreate that moment. I, I said on the Cubs podcast, you'll never, in Chicago sports, just stop trying. We're never going to, no matter how bull, good the Bulls could possibly get someday, could be a long time from now, They'll. it'll never be the Jordan era. The, it, you're never going to have the Jordan era in Chicago sports. You're never going to have the 85 Bears again. And you will never have the 2016 Chicago Cubs recreated again because you're not going to live to see 108 years of losing. You're not going to have them face Cleveland. You're not going to have them down 3-1. You're not going to have all these young homegrown guys doing it. You're not going to get a home run that ties it late in the game. You're not going to get the rain delay. None of it. So it's never going to happen again. I said, you're, but beyond that, like beyond the actual winning of it, It was weird to be there because I've told the story a billion times that the whole reason I got into broadcasting was that my goal was not to be the next Mark Greco. My goal was to somehow be there in any way, shape, or form, producer, cameraman, radio guy, somehow be there when the Cubs played in the World Series or won the World Series. So, I mean, think about that. How stupid was I? You know what? What an idiotic goal coming out of my yeah. parents should have been like. Listen, we're paying. You could have you got in, in that night for like eleven
1: hundred dollars. Yeah, like you could have become like a lawyer. What,
0: how about we just buy you a ticket and you go into like business school?
1: How about we try that? So like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate to what you just said. To There's it. never gonna be anything like that. Never. Let's say God forbid the Chicago Bears go another twenty five to thirty years <laughs> along this shit, and all of us are in our seventies and eighties. And we've got kids who have never known the, the Bears to be good. We've got, you know, 50- and 60-year-olds who have never known the Bears to be good. And they get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl again. You don't think that's would be bigger? I mean, because that's the entire city.
0: But it's 108 years. Are they ever going to be the lovable losers? No, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. but I, it, It's hard because the internet stuff changes everything, right? The anger, from when you had 108 years of losing, for instance, 84 or 2003, you didn't have Twitter or X or whatever, or TikTok or any of that stuff. So you you didn't have CHGO where you could join the live chat and throw the fire at people and pay $50 to say whatever you want. That's different now. Mm -hmm. So the anger, instead of the lovable losers, I don't know that the lovable losers exist in any sport anymore because we're an angry society so it's the angry the losers. Lovable
1: losers is not going to happen but I, I i think just from in terms of a sheer size of the story i i, mean, I, that, I know because i will i i will say i do think that was bass baseball baseball baseball's last like gasp i mean you look at the the, the ratings in 2016 and you see where they're now yeah. in 2023 even if cleveland
0: wins it cleveland's not chicago so it was it was a major market team that just had never a, a, a century plus of losing. So that's why if the Bears win it, yeah, it's a big deal, but it's not. The city it, will be on fire. The, the city will be on fire because the the Bears are bigger than the Cubs. But well, the twenty sixteen
3: Cubs when they beat the Dodgers, I walked around in the stands and interviewed people after you know they've even won the World Series. They've advanced to the World Series. People were so emotional and i'm asking like we, so yeah. is this the best day of your life you'll know, yes it is well have you had kids yes i have and like i mean like that's and that was all over the, i'm like okay i mean it, it meant sure.
0: so much cemeteries yes watching games in cemeteries and this is when you were still a cubs fan carm that's true and i agree with
1: all this and i'm saying that th- that will repeat when the that's bears win the super bowl again no way. The weeping? Absolutely. <clears throat> I don't know.
3: Uh, well,
2: I mean, I, I'm in our. I see our chat every day. It's probably true.
0: It's it, bigger than baseball. The NFL is bigger than baseball. I mean, Ga- they, Gary Ross undeniable. will be
1: weeping. There's no doubt about it. Greg Braggs will be weeping. I uh, feel like the only thing I need to see again in my lifetime is a Bears Super Bowl because that happened when I was six years old, and it hooked me on the whole NFL. And I, it's never been. It's never been they, repeated.
0: I guess. I, but most people that are adults like. You know, Ryan's out there on on the Cubs podcast with me and he's never seen the Bears win a Super Bowl, but he's seen them in a Super Bowl. We were talking 1945 since the Cubs had even been there. So it's like I, 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 realize the NFL is bigger. I just don't think you can ever match. And the national following of the Cubs because of WGN back in the day and all the cities that didn't have Major League Baseball. I don't think it'll ever be. Carm, where were you during
3: game seven? So I, w- I was covering for WGN Radio, and I was with Kevin Powell, who's a White Sox fan. Mm, it's so two of you. So, yeah, and so they're up five. Easy. So they're up 5-1, and he's like, dude, you got it. It's over. I'm like, dude, you need to stop talking. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. this this is not how this goes. And, of course, it went the way it went, and I wanted to kill him. But, uh, you know, all the media went down in the eighth inning to get yeah. in line. Did you do that? Yeah, I'm I, was, you did. I was
0: wrapped in a – Yeah. Poncho, and we're sitting there watching on not even a flat screen, a tube TV in the hallway. Right. And I was like, I'm not going down to watch the Cubs
3: win the World Series and wait in line.
0: Didn't have a choice if you were going like – exactly rights holder so I was going in the locker room I had to have the microphone and stuff ready to run in there exactly you had a real job I was just
3: like there to get some sound enjoy exactly so so I so I sat up there and Roger Davis hits a three-run homer and I died Um, and then and so did other people and then so I was in the far corner right field next to the foul pole the second deck level when and collapsed literally when you know KB throws it across to Rizzo, but then I come down. I see this huge line where Stuckey's in, and the, and the rest of the media are there. And I'm like, "How am I going to do this?" So I started walking towards home play. I was going to try to sneak in through the suites, and then I'm walking to the I'm walking to the it's third nice. base side. And at the time, they were the Cleveland Indians, so the, the they open up the Indians clubhouse. So I start walking with those people. They all turn and go into the clubhouse, and I just walked right out onto the field. And so I was—I was literally the first <laughs> Chicago media man out there. I'm looking around. I'm like, how do I capitalize on this? Yeah. Where's Schwartz? Where's, where's well, they're not. None of them are out there. But it's, it's John Kusack, It's Bill Murray. It's just these randos. And but I'm looking up at ten thousand Cub fans. You know, who I'm like, this is unbelievable. Just, I will never duplicate this ever by far. But I had a my moment in the locker room as I sat with Rob Zesdrzny on the floor wow. in the what? corner, and like he was just like couldn't believe where he would, that this had happened to this rando reliever. Like he won the World Series, and I just sat there with my legs extended. There's a picture of me with all these beer cans around, and we and I just hung with was, with Rob, who's still kicking around the major leagues now, alongs you know all the other thing. Anthony Rizzo turned me down. So I, after I, the game, yeah, he would he, he did. I I was waiting for him. He's talking to Ken Rosendahl forever. I'm like Riz, you guys I'm done. <laughs> you're you're done. You just you're done. 108 I, years. Like, you're done. Yeah, I'm like you. You are not done. Okay. Nobody you're done. said they were. I can't. You know, literally nobody. Literally no one. Uh, unbelievable Everybody's stuff winning. everywhere. Like yeah. But, but Rizzo, Rizzo, Rizzo. I've done me. Ever, ever since that moment, I was like, get him out of here. No, I want him
1: back. So I made a very bad decision that fall, and I car- I. Uh, when my editor Yahoo said, what which games do you want me to put in for the Cubs the credentials?" I said, well, p- put me in for all the games at home. Mm-hmm. We had a we had a newborn at the time. Um, and then I said, well, and put me in I don't know who else was in there. I said, put me in for this city, put me in for that city. And for some reason I said, well, I don't think the Indians are, are gonna make it that far. Don't request a credential for me that that far down the road. Ooh, and uh, that's, that's what happened. Ouch! Whoops! Ouch! The ouch. home
0: run. I was uh, ten feet away from um, Kerry Wood and his family watching it on that TV, and the look on his face when they hit that home run was 2003 running through his eyeballs. It was so bizarre, and they. Wa- I watched the champagne, which w- had just been marched into the Cubs clubhouse. We'll wheeled back, back on the carts out and went right down the hallway into the Cleveland clubhouse. And then the Cubs score and Zobrist is dancing and you know, they're all doing that whole thing. And the champagne went back. So three different times, the carts full of champagne. Now and if, if you had
1: that on, a, if you had that on a, a video, that would have broke it, the on, internet. On a
0: fast loop. Imagine how fast they had to tear down the plastic in the Cleveland clubhouse.
1: I I remember to that story. Fast. I, I remember standing, as fast as they did in uh. Uh, you ever, game, game
3: six of the 2003 yeah. NLCS. Well, that's what I'm saying. In 2003, I remember in, in game seven, the Cubs lose. We're on the concourse. I'm with these diehards. Ken Tarnoff, the biggest Cub fan on the planet, and they roll on a dollar like all the World Series t shirts. And he just had the meltdown of all meltdowns. There are the shirts. I've been doing this. I mean, just, just <laughs> completely lost. It. I gotta go home to my wife. My yeah. wife.
1: <laughs> I was like, Kenny, Kenny, they'll get they'll get there someday. Don't you worry. Speaking of sports later. gear, if you want to get fitted out in the best sports gear around, and I'm sure they still have plenty of cool World Series bobbleheads and everything. Check out Foco.com. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between and uh you know it's football season they have aloha shirts straw hats polos bags everything you need for a game i don't know if you need an aloha shirt uh, for the bears game here in november december but you never know um they also pr- provide a lot of our set de- decorations here at chO so if you see something online there's probably a good chance it came from foco and uh check out again check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items use the Promo code CHGO, and you'll get 10% off.
0: Was the Rizzo snub the reason you became a Sox fan?
1: No. Just curious. It's not why. Also, check out uh, our Die Hard program. Uh, Die Hards get 20% off events. Dope merch for all the teams, and you get a free shirt when you become a member. We also have that members-only Discord, which continues to grow and grow. We call it the CHGO Lounge. Kev, tell them about X-Golf. And and for the next uh, the next and last tailgate X Golf is giving away a two hundred dollar gift certificate to any of their Chicagoland locations. Find the X Golf nearest you at playxgolf.com forward slash Chicagoland. See how long it's been since I've been here. I didn't even. I yeah. Forgot the ad it. read was just staring ahead. Bobby Knight would have chewed your like, ass off oh for yeah, that. You're ripping me right now. We won, but. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining this week's episode of the Chicago Sports Podcast. Not sure if we'll be back here next Thursday because we've got that Bears Panthers game. I was already uh, thinking about that. Stay it's tuned. Like the tail, oh, yeah, the t-
2: tailgate will be at that time at, at this time. And we possibly have
1: a watch party, but not confirmed. Oh, that'd be great if it wasn't Whoa. confirmed. Yeah. All right, everyone. For Luke Stuckmeyer, Mark Carmen, Lawrence Benedetto. I'm Kevin Kaduk. This has been the Chicago Sports Podcast. We'll see you next time. All silly like the mayor.